1: God is good. All the time. And all the time. God is good. Amen. Amen. <coughs> Thank you Gary. It is good to be back in the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. I look forward to this every Sunday morning. And uh, I'm so glad that everybody came out to be with us. Now, half a lifetime ago, here's I've done this a couple of times and it's really really kind of entertaining. I want you, each one of you, to bring a picture of you, of yourself, at least a half a lifetime ago. So if you're like me, pushing 70 years old, I want your picture pre-35 years old. It can be as young as eight or 10. Don't bring baby pictures, because they're impossible to guess. I look at my grandkids' baby pictures, and I don't know which one's which. But if you would... Bring. Make sure you put your name on the back, so we know, who, so we can get it back to you, and we'll scan them into the computer and, and uh, put together a slideshow. And then after our meal, and after we reveal our secret pair partners, we will show a slideshow of what y'all look like a half a lifetime ago. And it's it's really kind of fun, and and uh, it's entertaining, and uh, we get to know each other just a little bit better. So if you would do that, we would love to have you. And uh, uh, you've got. Uh, start bringing your pictures anytime and and, uh, Debbie Hall doesn't know it yet (laughs) (laughs) I love to do things when people are gone (laughs) but either give them to me or Debbie or or somebody or or Rick or or Donna back there give them to somebody so we can get them scanned in and and we we will get your pictures back to you so uh, it's nothing that you're going to lose but uh, it's just a lot of fun and and a lot of times it's fun trying to guess who it was, because a lot of us have changed. You know, whenever I was 35 years ago, whenever I was 35 years old, I weighed about 150 pounds. There's a lot more of me now. But uh, anyway, that, that's something that to, to look forward to, and, and I wanted to bring that out before I get started in my message. So. If you have your Bibles we're going to be in uh, Matthew the 19th chapter a very familiar story and uh, I love Bible stories I I uh, I I love them and I love to be able to tell them and throw a little bit of a twist on it maybe throw a little bit of humor in once in a while but I want to get to to <coughs> to the to the, uh, the gist of the, of the the story too and and where we understand exactly what these stories was because everything that is in the Bible is important doesn't matter how insignificant we think it is, if it's in the Bible, it's important. And it's in there for a reason. (laughs) All right, Romy. Romy's got an amen card. You need to be sitting up here behind me. (laughs) Uh, Leave it to Romy. Bless his heart. I love that guy. But anyway, the story of the rich young ruler is in three of the Gospels. And slight variations, but but the the whole idea of the story is the same. And <clears throat> as this rich young ruler came up to Jesus one day, and he wanted to know, says, "What good thing shall I do that I may inher- uh, inherit eternal life?" And I, I picture this this young man riding a chariot, and he's got racing stripes. He's got mag wheels. He's got the fastest horse, the horses that there, that there could be. I mean, he had it all because he, was, he had the money where he could spend it on the things that made him happy. And it, it's really good to spend your money on things that make you happy after you've given to the Lord and after you've taken care of all your obligations, if you have any left over. It's okay to spend it on things that make you happy. Amen? Amen. 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 <laughs> Romy, would you come up here and sit? <laughs> oh, but it, it, it's, it's okay because God blesses us with things that, that uh, he wants us to enjoy. He wants you to enjoy life. He doesn't want you to go around with a big old frown on your face and act like you, you, you've just uh, uh, had some sour lemons. He wants you to enjoy life, and he wants you to go out in, uh, out in the world with a smile on your face because if you're not happy, nobody wants what you want, what you have. So many times we we'll go out and we witness this. How would you like to come to temple? We've got a preacher. He's not here yet, but you can... You'd probably like him. Yeah, we we have a good time. If you want to come on out, if you don't, that's okay. That's not the way to witness. If you if you don't have a smile on your face, people don't care. If, you're not, if you don't show a little, bit of, a little bit of excitement about things, like, man, you ought to come out the temple and see what we're doing out there and how God is blessing us. And you, you need to come out and just join us and just come and visit us one time. And will you come one time? And I guarantee you, you'll want to come back instead of, would you like to come and visit with us? Now, this young man <laughs> had his souped-up chariot He's riding along one day, breaking the speed limit. I don't know what speed limit was for chariots back then. But if it's like all of us now, if the speed limit is 55, how, how fast do we drive? <laughs> 75. You might get a ticket. If you stay about 68 or 63, you'll be okay. <laughs> uh, but he was plugging along there. And, and, and this is a little bit of Barnesology I'm throwing in here just a little bit. He was plugging along there, running down down the road and kicking up dust and and, uh, had his foot on the accelerator too many times. And and once in a while, he pulled back on the reins just so he could feel the power, the horsepower take off again. And he was out there just having a blast. And he he runs up on this guy that that there's a whole bunch of people around and they're kind of following him. And he, he walks up to him and he recognizes that it's Jesus. And it's, so in, in chapter 19, starting with verse 16, it says, Now, behold, one came to him, and said, one came and said to him, Good father, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? Now, as I thought about that, what good thing can we do to get eternal life? We look over that word good once in a while, like it's something that we can do. I don't care how good you are or how smart you are or if you're like me, a dummy, how much money you have. There is no good thing that you can do to inherit eternal life. No good thing that you can do to inherit eternal life. And that's what this young man was asking Jesus. What can I do? What good thing can I do? Can I, can I uh, donate uh, some money to a charity? Can I feed help, help feed the homeless? Can I do this? Can I do that? Can I do this? Can I, can I go to church every Sunday? You know, there's a lot of people in churches today that are not Christians. And coming to church does not make you a Christian. No more than standing in your garage makes you a car. You see, Christianity comes from the heart. Now, we're going to get on down to that in just a little bit. So Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? First of all, he said, why do you call me good? No one is good but one, and that is God. But if you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. And I, I, this, this part of this story always intrigued me. Because Jesus said, keep commandments. The commandments. Now, I don't know about the rest of you, but I've broken one or two. You have two. Everybody go like this. Yep, yep. okay. Because being in this life, <laughs> we are born into sin. And just as a chain would break, if you broke one link, the chain is broken. If you break one commandment, the commandments are broken. Okay, you with me here? Amen. (laughs) You're gonna do that when Ronnie's here, right? Too right. Okay. (laughs) So the rich young ruler, he he looks at Jesus and he said, "Which ones?" Now we all know there's how many. Ten. Ten. We all know that. So the rich, he was actually just interested in doing just enough. To get into heaven. Because he wanted to know which ones he had to keep. Which ones? Which one Which one do I need to keep? You see, if you're going to get into heaven by the Ten Commandments, you can't break any of them. But, <laughs> but, I like that word. But, through the blood of Jesus, we can. But he said, which ones? Which, which ones do I need to keep? And Jesus said, thou shalt not murder, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witnesses, honor your father and mother, and love your neighbor as yourself. Now, if I count right, that's six, right? There's four more. And Jesus didn't even bring them up. I wonder why. I wonder why. Do You ever wonder why? Did you ever look at the Ten Commandments and see which ones they were? We're going to get to those in just a little bit. No, let's get to them now. In Exodus chapter 20, verses 1 through 17 is where the Ten Commandments are located in your Bible. And I've kind of condensed them, kind of the Reader's Digest condensed version. And I'm going to list them to you. And I want you to realize the ones that he, Jesus said you have to keep and the ones that he didn't mention. Now, the first one, how many of you know what the first commandment is? I shall have no other gods before me. I'm supreme. And the second one is, boy, that went good, didn't it? No idols. I shall not make a graven image. The third one is, do not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. The fourth one is, remember the Sabbath. Now, we do that on Sunday now because it's the Lord's Day. A lot of people say, well, you should come to church on Saturday because that's the Sabbath. Well, we celebrate the day that Jesus came out of the tomb. That's the reason we have it. Now, the the fifth one is, honor your father and mother. That was listed, correct? The next one is, thou shalt not murder that one was listed correct the next one was and i'm doing this old king james version thou shalt not that's that's the king the old the original king james version thou shalt not commit adultery that was listed correct thou shalt not steal that was listed correct do not bear false witnesses that kind of falls into loving your neighbor because if you love your neighbor you're not going to be around spreading Gossip about them, right? Unless it's real juicy, amen. <laughs> hey then you might. If it's, you know, several years ago, whenever I was still working, my boss was married. His his <coughs> his wife's ex husband and I were real good friends, and and matter of fact, uh, my boss and and her ex husband were actually friends. As a matter of fact, Joe called him his my. How did he put it? My ex my ex-husband in law. That's what he called him. But but they, they were they were on good terms, but <laughs> his name was Gerald. And one day I went into work and and Joe said, Hey Ray, come here, come here. He said, Did you hear that Gerald got fired over in Centralia? I said, No. Why? He stole a drill press. I said, Oh. No, he wouldn't do that. Yeah, that's what I heard. I said, no, he wouldn't do that. Yeah. I said, no, I can't believe that because I know him and he's a good Christian man. And I, know, I knew he wouldn't steal. And But see, what was happening is there was a man over here by the name of Gerald that was sold at the drill press. They got fired, but it wasn't the same Gerald. And my boss, just immediately, since, since it was Gerald, threw out a false witness. And we're not careful. If we're not careful, we do that too. And that's what it means to be bearing false witness. Now, if you notice, the last six of those is kind of the ones that Jesus told the, told the uh, young man that, that he should do, that he should keep. And the young man in verse 20 said, All these things I have kept from my youth up. Why do I still lack? I've done all of those. That's simple. I've done those. But you're not quite there yet. You're not quite there yet. I think of (laughs) when I was in high school. Let me back up. When I was in grade school, I got really good grades. My brother, bless his heart, he struggled with... His spelling lessons and his English lessons. And, and I remember mom and dad, uh, especially mom, just pouring over his lessons with him, going over this spelling list over and over and over and over. And believe it or not, back then I had a decent memory. I think, if I, don't re- if I remember right. <laughs> but I could read something and I had it. So I didn't have to study very much. So my lessons came fairly simple. So I got really good grades in grade school And then whenever I got into high school, there was things that got in my way where I didn't care so much about studying. Like girls, cars, girls, cars, (laughs) hunting, girls, cars. (laughs) And before too long, what I was worrying about getting out of high school is just getting my grades good enough to get that little piece of paper that says, I graduated. If you're, we don't, I don't see any high school age people here, but if you're doing that, don't do that. Don't do that. Study and learn. Don't worry about the girls or the boys or the cars or the hunting. Worry about your lessons. But my idea back then was just good enough to get out. And that's what this rich young ruler was saying. I want just enough where I can get to heaven. And believe it or not, there are people in churches today who claim to be Christians who want just enough of Christianity to get them to heaven and not enough of Christianity to make their life worthwhile. Just get me to heaven. Just get me, save me from going to hell. That's all I want. Well, if that is your attitude, you're missing the whole boat. You're missing the the, the glories that God has given us. You're missing the blessings that he has for us. And you're missing all these things that, that God has in store for us because he wants us to have joy. He wants us to have peace. He wants us to have a happy life. And my friend, to have a happy life, it's not a happy wife, but it's a happy God. Now... He said, I take, I've take. I've done all these. Sounds easy. Sounds easy. I'm almost there. And then Jesus said to him, if you want to be perfect, I don't know about the rest of you, but perfection's out of my realm of possibilities. But he's, Jesus said, if you want to be perfect, go and sell what you have, And give to the poor, and you will have treasures in heaven, and come and follow me. Whoa. Wait a minute. I have to give up the things that I have? Have you looked at my chariot lately? It's the envy whenever I run down the highway, whenever I'm uh, out cruising the, the streets on Saturday nights. Everybody stops and looks at my chariot. Do you know how much those mag wheels cost on my chariot? Do you know how much the horses cost for my chariot? Do you know how much all of these things that that I have worked for all my life, do you know how much that means to me? Do you realize what you're asking for me to sell everything that I have and give to the poor? Do you realize what you're asking? Do you, do you think that it's, it would make my life that much better if I give everything away? What would I do then? You see, here's where the other four commandments take over. Here's where the first four take over that Jesus kind of skipped over in the beginning. Have no other gods before me. I want to tell you, sometimes our God is what we carry. Amen? Sometimes that's more important than anything else that we have. Just so we have plenty of money. So we we can live comfortably, so we can have the toys that we want. And we put our money and our things before God. Commandment number one no other gods before me. Sometimes we put our family ahead of God. Number one commandment no other gods before me. Sometimes our chariot becomes an idol. Sometimes it's more important for us to take care of that chariot than it is to serve God. Sometimes these things get in the way. And if it gets in the way, God says, you need to get rid of it. If it becomes an idol, do not take the name of God in vain. It's easy for us to do that. I was reading something on Facebook the other day, and, and uh, there was actually a post in there saying, Is it all right to say OMG? No. No, it's not. Thank you, Romy. It's not. We use that phrase, a lot of people use that phrase Oh my God, look what happened. If you watch K watches The Price is Right and some of those other shows, and, and you, you'll see the, a contestant win something Oh my God. That's using the God's name in vain. When you speak of God, you speak with Him reverently. Back in the Old Testament, they wouldn't even utter Jehovah sometimes. And remember the Sabbath. Now, I'm going to bump that up to the Lord's Day where we need to be coming together and worshiping one another the story goes on verse 22 it said and when the young man heard that saying he went away sorrowfully for he had great possessions now we all break the ten commandments once in a while we break one and aren't you glad that the God we serve is a forgiving God I don't think he's asking any of us to sell everything that we've had and give to the poor. He may not do that. But yet he may. And if he does, it is our place to follow him. Now, here's the real answer. The real answer. In Luke chapter 10, verses 25 through 38. This is just before the parable of the Good Samaritan. We all know the parable of the Good Samaritan, right? Where the guy's beat up and the people come by and ignore him except for the Samaritan and he takes care of him. This is just before that. Matter of fact, it's, it's what's the verses that lead into that. In verses, uh, uh, Luke 10, chapter t- chapter 10, verses 25 through 28 says, And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tested him and said, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Now, I want you to kind of look at the difference of what the lawyer was asking. He said, What shall I do? And the rich young ruler says, What good thing can I do? What, thing, what good thing can I do? But the lawyer says, What shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? And he said to him, What is written in the law and what is your reading of it? Jesus throws the question right back to him. He said, what does your law say? And if you want the real answer of what you should really do, verse 27, he said, So he, the lawyer, answered and said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. You see, those were taken care of in the first four commandments. You realize that if you love God supremely, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, and if you love your neighbor the way God wants you to love your neighbor, the Ten Commandments are easy. They're not burdensome. If you love God the the way that you should, you won't have another God. You won't make another idol and You won't take his name in vain. And you will remember to come and worship collectively all together. You will remember to do that. If you love God supremely the way that he wants you to love him, you will be here. Amen? And if you love your neighbor as yourself, first of all, you're going to honor your mother and father. I know some people aren't blessed with great parents. I know that. And it's getting more and more and more and more. But my friend, it's kind of like you have to honor the position. Sometimes we have a president that I don't like and don't care for, but I still respect his office. May not like him, but I respect his office. and it's the same way with our parents once in a while. Sometimes God has blessed me with the great, blessed me with the greatest parents in the world. and the rest of you got second-rate parents, but that's just the way I feel. And I'm sure you all feel the same way. If you love your neighbor, you're not going to murder him. If you love your neighbor, you're not going to commit adultery. If you love your neighbor, you're not going to steal with him. Steal from him. And if you love your neighbor, you're not going to bear false witnesses against him. So if you follow the two commandments that Jesus gave us, these other ten will take care of themselves. But my friend, we need to learn to love God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our strength, with all of our mind. And when we do that, He is going to teach us how to love. If you want eternal life, that's what you need to do. Verse 28, now I'm going to close. And he said to him, Jesus said to the lawyer, you have answered rightly. Do this and you will live. Not just physically live, but eternally live. That's where we receive life. When we accept what Jesus done on the cross. Whenever we realize that his blood was shed for our sins. Whenever we realize that he gave his life freely. He wasn't nailed to the cross. Just so he would stay there. You see our sins bound him to the cross. And his love for us bound him to the cross. And when we learn to accept that, that Jesus died on the cross for us, that he loved each one of us individually, you realize that if no one else in the world was alive but you, Jesus would have still died on the cross for you. He loves you that much. And if we accept that, And we begin to get the love of God in our heart and love the way God wants us to. God first, then our neighbors. You have eternal life. And it's there for you just to reach out and get a hold of if you believe in Jesus and what he has done. Brother Gary, would you come to the piano, please? Have you learned to love? I have found in my almost 70 years of walking on this old earth, I love people. I really do. There's people, some people I don't care for, I don't like, but I love them. And I want to kind of explain that just a little bit because I love everyone and I want them all to go to heaven, even the people I don't like. Now, to hate someone is to wish that they went to hell. That's hate. But I don't want anyone to go there. And that's why I tell you just about every time I preach that you need Jesus. You need Him in your heart. And you need to accept the things that He's done. And you need to live for Him and learn to love the way God wants you to love. The way that I just, with all your heart and your mind and your body and your soul... Live that way, my friend. Then you will have peace in your life like you've never known. Because when you lay your head on your pillow at night, all the worries that you have can fade away because God is still in control. He loves you that much. Do you know Him? Maybe you're kind of like the rich young ruler. I just want to do just enough to get there. And if you're that way, I'm going to ask you to make a commitment to go one step farther and to follow him. Maybe you've never been baptized. Follow him, beautiful beautiful baptism. Join a church and get in there and work because that's what God saved you for.
0: As a church, it's our honor to play a small part in all that God is doing in and through your life, and we would love to continue with you on that journey. To find out what your next steps could be in your relationship with Christ, simply go to www.tbccentralia.com forward slash next. You see, here at TBCC, it's our mission to lead people to become fully devoted followers of Christ who walk by faith and not by sight.